I would like you other... all to recognize one quick thing that um, the champ is in the building. Thank you very much. We didn't get a chance to meet it last week, so I couldn't gloat like I really wanted to, but um, Who's the champ? Um, I, I am the champ. Champ of what? I am the number one stunner. He won fantasy I football. Am, I have to date the most dominant fantasy football team on the face of the earth. And, this is um, where I check out. I won out. two playoff games, even though during the season, I only won two games. Yes. <laughs> okay, won two games and then proceeded to win the entire, proceeded to win every game he played in the playoffs, which was, I personally found amazing. Um, he ended up coming in with a strong uh, seventh place finish. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but, but your man was a problem the entire season. All them cats that beat me got lucky and <laughs> I went to the playoffs and I went to the playoffs and summarily and literally smashed every person who gave me a regular season loss. And, and I just want to say that it is, um, it, it is the most satisfying $800 I've ever made in my life. So I'm, I'm happy about it. And this has been Fantasy Football Corner with Uzo and OK. Hey y'all, this is the Violent Blue Podcast, where we talk about movies, TV, pop culture, and everything in between. We are your hosts. My name is Uche. My name is Uzo. My name is Oke. Oke Chuku. So this week, we're back again to talk about what we're consuming, and we're going to review, uh, I don't know if this is a classic, but The Karate Kid, part three. So yes, that should be fun. part three. Not, not the three, classic yeah. first movie. Not, not the first the movie. Interesting, if not slightly racist, second movie. But <laughs> the totally racist and completely unhinged Karate Kid part three. I feel like there was a lot of coke on that set. Oh, Dude. Boy. Oh, we'll get there. We will get there. We're going to get into it. So anyway, um, how's this week been for you guys? Yeah, you know, it's been it's been good. I, uh, I was... Uh, had a lot of work responsibilities through the month of December that have uh, finally relented, which was nice for me. Cool. Um, and so it's, uh, it's it's been nice to kind of uh, relax and, you know, get to see my son at night without having to, you know, bathe him and immediately put him to sleep. No. <laughs> so so yeah. um, what you've been consuming? Um, oh, a couple things. Um, the wife and I finished our the, that first season of the Amazon show Upload. It was um, it was uh, written, I think, by Greg Daniels. It's really it was really really good. It was basically the answer to the question, "What if rich people could create their own heaven?" Um, and and it was like it was awesome. Like I I really enjoyed the leads. It had um, Robbie ML, the uh, the ML brother that can actually act, which which was nice. Wait, yeah. he has a brother. His name is Steven. He plays Arrow on the TV <gasps> show Arrow. That's his brother? That is his brother. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry. Okay. First of all, I have watched Upload. I loved Upload. I watched Upload around the time it, it, it dropped mm-hmm. last year. Great. I did not know. Okay. I know Robbie ML. Um, I had seen his face places, but I didn't really, really know like mm-hmm. who he was until I watched him on The Flash. He yep. was like a recurring you know, here and there for the first few seasons until he was like killed off. I did not know that his brother played Arrow. Well, would you look at that? Okay. Did not know this. 
Learn something new every day. Yeah. That was the, uh, those are the, uh, the two of them. There's uh, Steven and Robbie and, cool. um, you know, and in my opinion, one of them is a very good actor and the other one is Steven. Um, hey. uh, listen, I, I think that, I think that um, Steven Mel is a fantastic athlete. He plays the hell out of Arrow. I just, everything else that I've ever seen him in, he's just not been great in. I, I really like anything. I never seen I really him liked anything him in Arrow. other than Arrow. I never seen they were in, they were both, I think they co-starred in a Netflix movie together. Um, it's the one where like Robbie Amell plays a dude with like, um, it's like everybody has superpowers and some people like exploited, uh, exploited because of them. I can't remember the name of it, but it was actually pretty interesting. I saw it like last year. Anyway. Was it a um, weird movie where he's like a cyborg? Like he got like no, cyborg he has like, he has like, a, he can shoot like electricity out of his hands or something crazy like that. Okay. Um, and okay. so. Yeah. So the which other, one uh, jumped from the top rope during wrestling? Steven was that Era. That okay. was Steven. Yeah, that was Era. Again, fantastic. So what does Steve? What that, does he do? He was an athlete. What was he doing before he was? Was he doing something athletic before acting? No, I've just He's seen him perform. Ath- I've just seen him perform athletic feats either uh, as Arrow okay. and then as as okay had mentioned, um, when you know moonlighting, doing some episode, doing okay. some uh, stuff with the WWE. He's been uh, oh like, okay as Arrow. Yeah. No, just That's not. He wasn't in the WWE as Arrow. He was in the WWE as Stephen Amell. It was sort of a cross promotion thing that he did a few years ago. Arrow. Yeah, oh, okay. I was promoting so Arrow Canadian, a few years ago. Right? They're Canadian, right? I, I don't think know. they're Canadian. I think they're, they're Canadian. They, they, they probably they they probably are. Yeah, they are. They are. They were born in uh, from Toronto. Okay. Then, anyway, uh, anything else? But yeah. So know? um. So yeah. So I was gonna say upload was it was really it was really good. Um. I, I I didn't know who Andy Allo was before this show was, and um, I might only be mildly obsessed with her. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> she's really, she is good. I, I liked, yeah. I never seen her in anything else before either. No, apparently she was like a member of like one of Prince's bands. Like yeah, the I new read Power Generation or something crazy had like no that. no idea, yeah. I was yeah. like, what? okay sure who's this again she, look, she looks like a prince girl so yeah like, andy allo she's the uh um she was she's the female lead in the show and um yeah and the name of the movie with the ml brothers and it is called code eight never seen it never heard of it yeah anyway and so yeah so that was um so that was one uh that's one thing that what uh, we watched in chatty and i also started oh wait the wife and i also had um, started the uh, fourth season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, which um, which is again really entertaining. Um, we kind of stumbled on the bit the binge went on, on binging it a few a couple years ago when um, I think right after the second season came out. Um, but you know it's been it it's been. I like it. It's interesting because it's got that the whole Greendale thing, and it's it's funny. I feel like they they could do a crossover with Riverdale if they really wanted to, but um, but I don't I don't really want them to. And um, yeah, I, um, I really like Kiernan Shipka. Um, I I think she's adorable. However, she I feel like this is really the last season where they can have her being a high schooler. It's 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 not her and her and her home her Roz and Harvey are now they're they're at a place now where they really should like age them up a little bit from a character standpoint it's it's getting to be that time um 
but yeah, but it's uh, it's been enjoyable so far. We watched the first couple episodes of the uh, of the fourth season. I'll let you know how it finishes out. If it's um, if it, it if it looks like it's gonna be, it looks like they've set out the formula for it, where it's essentially gonna be like a monster of the week thing um, during each episode. Uh, but um, but that's cool, like uh, with a larger narrative arc overall. And so it'll be interesting to see how that all comes together. And the last thing that I had been watching, um, and if we had had, if we had had some, um, if we'd done an episode like during um, New Year's weekend, I would have told you about it then. But it was called Yearly Departed. It was another uh, another that Amazon. That was really good. Or at least yeah, I it was a, exactly. It was a, a an hour long, uh, essentially comedy special. Um, starring a bunch of very funny women, including uh, Tiffany Haddish, um, Phoebe Robinson. Um, oh, I think it's, uh, is it Rachel Bosanen or Bohannon? Rosnahan. Uh, Rosnahan. Hmm? Yes, that's it. Um, and so they they were all in it. It was basically, you know, and, um, and Natasha Leggero. Um, they were all essentially roasting 2020, um, each of them. Was that good? It was. I was that special I thought good? it was funny, and um, was and good. of course, and of course, one of my favorites, Natasha Rothwell, was in it. Who was Chef's Kiss? Amazing. See, I think I would only I would watch it because I didn't know she's in it. I would watch it just and, for her. And another she, reason I know you would watch it. Um, there is a cameo by Christina Aguilera. I will not tell you what she does, but yeah. just understand that she's in it. I've seen. I've seen a little portion i know that she like okay. sings or something never mind i was trying not to that. wreck it for you but it was but it was okay. it was really i might watch but I might it was patty bit. harrison i might just watch it who patty harrison she was in it i'm just looking at the oh yeah yeah i'm okay. i she was i didn't really love i didn't I really love who, her part I don't know who that um is. and yeah and i'm not that i wasn't super familiar with her either but um but yeah but i thought it was uh i thought it was pretty good um, I tried to try to watch it with me. She was eh, uninterested. Would be the would be the right word for it. <laughs> but um, uh, Phoebe but, Robinson uh, was kind of like a host. If it was like a yeah. comedy show, she host she emceed it, so she, she did. didn't really get like a long long portion. So if that will deter you or encourage you, you know. Okay. Yeah. And I'll do. I mean, she I she brings a lot of the same. She brings a lot of the two dope queens energy to it for whatever that's worth. I don't. I don't want to go into a Phoebe Robinson. That's what I. That's what I meant. That's what I was. That's what I was we, getting at. We don't have. So to. That's what I was. I don't getting think at. I will. But Phoebe Robinson. We, we don't have no, to do this. No, we, this we, we don't. Do we really this. don't have to do this. Let me just say. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be prolonged. Let me just say this. I don't dislike her. However, I think her whole like stick of like. I'm a black girl who really, 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 really loves white dudes so much. It's just, I don't. Yeah, it's not for it's, me. It's not for me. It's not. It's not great. And I feel like part of the re- and I feel like part of the underlying reason the missus didn't really dig it was because that she she brings she still brings that same energy to it, and it's just like meh, you know. She's a comedian at the end of the day who can read the room. So none of that really showed in this in this show in Yuli Departed. So I Mm -hmm. would say if you if you have issues against any of the comedians who are in this, which I feel like a lot of people might, 
you know, considering Sarah Silverman's in it and and oh, Tiffany yes. Haddish is in, is in it, and they kind of, uh, I feel like a lot of people either really like the, them or really don't like them. I think they all have very positive moments in it, and you should kind of ignore your preconceived or your your currently held uh, feelings for them and just kind of just try to enjoy it because they're because they're all funny in it. Yeah, I'll probably, they really are. I'll probably watch it. Like, mm-hmm. here's my thing with Tiffany Haddish. I like Tiffany Haddish, like, in movies and, like, in TV. Her stand-up, not good. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Her stand-up, not good. That's it. Anyway, is that all? Is that all that you're yeah, consuming? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been consuming. Okay, what, what have about, you been consuming? What about you? Okay. I've been consuming uh, National Insurrection. Is that a thing? Oh, boy. Oh, God. <sighs> Oh, Dude, I, I I was gonna God. say I, I, I was have, at work for I, wanted... I was at work for most of that day for most of Wednesday and it well not most I was at work all day Wednesday and I was literally um getting like oh sorry I didn't mean to interrupt but I have this thing called focus mode on my phone so all my Twitter updates and all my Twitter and a random uh, random app updates get muted while I'm supposed to during my work hours and so like I literally turned it off during lunch and it was like. Oh, yeah. this is what's happening, and my colleagues, uh-huh. my colleagues right. were doing it. One of the docs I work with, he was like, "Um, yeah." So, because I was like, "Why aren't the police stopping this?" He was like, "Yeah, it's hard for them to. It, it, where they're gonna find a chance to change back into their uniforms after they take off their orange hats?" And I said, "Oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no, God!" <laughs> but he's not wrong. But he's not wrong. Sorry, I, do you guys um, proceed. I just, I, I thought about having a little politics corner to just get that out of the way because I like if I if I'm I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it on TV. Apparently, mom and dad like watch. Mom said she watched all of it that they were broadcasting on television. I didn't watch it. I sort of kept up with what sort of the things with the notifications that like. Um, my political app and NPR app and BuzzFeed news app were sending me all day. So that's kind of, and I think I'm, I'm glad I didn't yeah. like watch sit on, you know, watch, live stream it or watch it or whatever, because I, it would have been more irritating to me. I mean, it's irritating, obviously it's mm-hmm. bad. It's terrible, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I didn't like, I wasn't watching the play by play on, on, on the television. But the whole thing is just ridiculous. And I don't, uh, there's so much. Anyway, okay, continue, please. Sorry. <laughs> what have you been consuming other than Insurrection TV? Okay, yeah. Insurrection TV, uh, people st- storm the Capitol. <laughs> so there is this meme where they replace the Animaniacs uh, intro with somebody uh, being interviewed about why or what they were doing in DC. And uh, she gave out her full name. Like, it was so stupid because people were committing federal crimes, but then giving interviews uh, using their full name and where they're from. But, you know, if it was anybody else, they'd be like, yo, get the camera out of my face because they don't know how to commit they're crimes. In, they're insane white people who don't think they're A, committing a crime, B, even if they thought they were committing a crime, thought they would not be punished for it at all, which the most satisfying part of all of this 
is literally every story I read where it's like, you remember that person who they pictured doing this foolishness in DC? Well, they got tracked down by the local authorities and have been arrested. The yeah. best part of it is like the dude who was wearing his employee like badge. One of one, there was somebody up there, and I said, "Oh, child!" It's somebody. It was like the biggest this you that I ever saw, that I ever saw on the internet. It was hilarious. Then somebody had a freeze frame talking about this idiot is wearing his employee ID. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you about to lose your job? Check this dance. You about to lose your job? All. But here's the thing: I a majority of those people are probably probably not much that's going to happen to them. I think right now, you know, the FBI or authorities are probably scouring social media pages for those idiots who like live streamed the event or took pictures, you know, selfies and everything amid the chaos. So at work, at, 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 at the very least, there are people who are going to lose their jobs and maybe their businesses will suffer. At the most, there's some people who are just going to get, you know, in trouble by the law, but I don't think a lo- I don't think the majority of people will, because it's, it was just too many people to kind of you know keep track of. Unless people are going to be bragging about it, and I bet you all those people that they hauled off into court the day afterwards, about fifty people or so, most of them because you know because you know when white people get caught doing so they they tough they will talk a lot of tough shit, but then when they get nabbed they start crying. So I know there there were plenty of tears in that courthouse. So anyway, I would have liked to see that. <laughs> I would like to see that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would like to see it. Go so, ahead. Okay. Um, like you said, there's a guy with his uh, work badge. He was pictured wearing his work badge at one of, at one of that. I was about to call it a protest. I don't even want to do that. I, they were at this federal crime of them uh, trespassing on Capitol yes. grounds. Them, them committing insurrection ca- against the United States and weapon no. <clears throat> carrying loaded uh, weapons into federal buildings, which you're not allowed to do. That's like number one, can't do anyway. Other than that, uh, so you so, you've been consuming a lot of memes around that. Is that what is that what you're telling us? Uh, so it's funny that. After all of that stuff happened, the FBI actually had the audacity to tweet out, hey, if you have any evidence uh, or any pictures of people who stormed the Capitol, send them to us. But there was a <clears throat> earlier this earlier or last year or whatever. I don't even know where, what time it is. <laughs> I don't know what time is a the flat time circle. is blended together. So uh, in a at a Black Lives Matter protest, I think, in New York, they used they found the identity of a woman because she bought a t-shirt off of etsy and left a comment and that's how they found her so it's like do they really need our help they don't they really don't if they wanted to find these people or if they really wanted to uh you know if they really wanted to get to the bottom of this they could they don't need the public's help to do if this. they don't start scouring all those flight manifestos because all a bunch of people flew in so that one is easy just start checking a, a delta and an american or whatever whoever whatever punk ass airline is flying right now alaskan airlines okay. actually um put 14 different people on the no fly list because of this oh so, really oh, there's, yeah they're airlines who are actually taking care of all or trying to take care of some of this well that's good 
Yeah. So, I agree with your point. Okay, if they if they really want to find these people, they're not going to be hard to find. It's just it's it, not going to be hard. It's like a question. It's a question of political will to do so. Well, yeah, and because they're the people are not re- they're bragging about it. They thought what they did was awesome. So, anyway, any other any like media like in terms of like movies, TV, music. Um, video games? I've been listening to a lot of music. Um, more specifically, I've been listening to a lot of MF Doom because it was announced that he passed away. It was announced that he passed away on October 31st, but they announced it on December 31st. So they announced it on New Year's Eve. But he, but had he died in October? He died in October. And Whoa. so <clears throat> nobody knew? what makes this weird is that um, so he he's a British American uh, rapper who um, wears a mask. He kind of obscures his identity. So. Uh, one weird thing about it was that he started, he opened up uh, social media accounts or social media accounts with his name on it uh, uh, were uh, went live like early October of 2020, which I first, I thought that was weird, but also as a fan and like other, a whole bunch of other fans, they just started buying up all of his merch, right? <clears throat> I got like a t-shirt and a mask like this, like the first week of December after, after uh, figuring out that he had merged for sale directly on his Instagram. Right. Only to find out that was because he was probably sick and his wife was the one who was taking care of all of his stuff. She was the one who, who, who announced it on one of his, one of his social media platforms. So I'm listening to a lot of music. I've listened to a lot of doom, uh, that lyric that I said during our sound check was a doom lyric. Um, he has. Yeah, a, I, really, I recognize. I recognize yeah. that one. That's why I was like that. He has and a that very a interesting check. rhyme scheme. Very unique. He 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 literally doesn't say words that other rappers say. It's pretty. It's pretty uh, impressive. Um, uh, he's also a producer. Uh, one of the only producers to like sample Sade and uh, Anita Baker, so kind of does interesting stuff that goes that you know will shock you or rattle your brain. If you're in, a, if you really want to get into Doom, two albums. One album is called Mm Food. That's two M's, three dots, and the word food. And the second one is actually a collaboration album. Uh, uh, with Mad with Madlib, the producer Madlib called Mad Villainy. Uh, Madlib is the mad one, and the villain is MF Doom. They're both really, really good albums. If you just if you haven't heard them or you want to understand who Doom was, those are the, probably the best ways to get into it. If you don't want to listen to a whole album, just listen to Accordion. That's off a of Mad Villain, and listen to Beef Rap. That's on M Food. Uh oh, uh there's another song called Deep Fried Friends. That that's a good one. Okay, so I'll Deep stick Fried that Friends. One okay, so that that one actually Deep Fried Friends was sampled from Houdini, who unfortunately there's a member of Houdini who passed away also last year or 2020 towards the end of the year. Um also Shabadoo passed away from Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Sad times. Sad sad stuff. Yeah, and uh, I'll, just to bring it full circle back to uh, our our the music conversation we were having in the pre-show, um, he sampled Anita Baker. MF Doom samples Anita Baker, 
and Jojo has a fire rendition of uh, "Caught Up in the Rapture of Love." Not not for nothing, she does. It is it is very good. But yeah, that that was my contribution to this whole segment. Go ahead. Uh, uh, sticking with music, I still I I watch Jasmine Sullivan's Tiny Desk. Uh, I typically watch Tiny Desk to figure out what's new and what's out. Uh, it was really good. She can really sing. Uh, she has a song with her. I think she performs that song on the tiny desk. She has another song with Anderson Pack. Um, he's also a pretty cool artist. Um, as far as like movies and TV and stuff, I watched the show. Uh, I'm still watching it. I think I have three more episodes left of the second season. It's called Warrior. It's a it's a show that was that I didn't know until maybe the end of season one that it was based off of the writings of Bruce Lee. And uh, it's kind of like Bridgerton. Actually, it's nothing like Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's like a, it's a period piece that is borderline like, well, it's not historical at all. I'm assuming that none of this stuff actually happened, but it takes place in San Francisco in the early 1900s, I think after the Civil War, but before, um, I guess before uh, World War One. Yeah, I'm assuming they talk about the war. The war that they talk about is the Civil War, and uh, it's about how Chinese people uh, immigrated to San Francisco and uh, set up Chinatown, and there are a bunch of gangs running Chinatown. So it's like a Bruce Lee, show. it's like a Kung Fu show. Uh, it's a Kung Fu show that has a lot of ultra violence and a bunch of uh, ultra or hyper sexual stuff. Um, In other words, same formula like as same formula as a uh, remember that show Spartacus Blood and Sand that was on yes. Stars, where it was just like okay, we would have. A really big bloody fight scene and then uh, a really steamy sex scene. It's the same formula and it works. Usually when I watch shows and they hit you with that, I don't I don't notice it until like, oh, it's one of these shows. Mm -hmm. So uh, season two, there's a lot less of the sex, a lot more of the fighting. Balance, you know, you need balance, you need balance right. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> you need, you know, you really do need balance. You can't have too much of one. Or not enough of the other, because you know, people get disinterested. I guess is uh, that you. Um, anything else? Is that it? Been playing Anybody? a lot of Death Stranding. I am forty something hours into it, still only on episode three. There are a lot of side missions. I don't know why I keep playing them. I don't think I have to. I probably should just finish the game and then do all that stuff later. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Cool. Um, as for me, I don't have much either. Um, what I what I have been consuming, or what I did, con you know, consume over the past couple of weeks was um, I finished watching Cobra Kai. I watched um, the rest of season two, and as I was watching season two, season three dropped on Netflix, and I just rolled right into that. I watched. I I think I watched all of season three in like a day and a half or two days. It, it, it's really good. It lends a lot of context to the overall Karate Kid story. It expands it a lot, which is really cool. It, it, it has allowed for a lot of character development and nuance and complexity and, 
and all that stuff, which I really appreciate. So, so I know, okay, last you said you watched season two. Have you seen season three yet? No, like I figured we probably, I probably should have watched, finished or watched season three because of the, our whole Karate Kid. I mean, you don't today. have to. I, after watching I actually, Karate Kid three, I was like, there's way too much in this movie for me to try to jump into Cobra Kai right now. No, I, need no, 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 no. I need a Karate Kid uh, uh, detox. detox. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I personally think we should review it, but who knows? Like review the series. No, I mean, Absolutely. that's I think, fine. But uh, I think also 30. Let's have a shout out to Pat Morita real quick. Last episode, you said Mr. Miyagi. And I was like, Mr. Miyagi. And I was trying to say, think of his name. His name's Pat yeah, Morita. Pat Morita. Yes. Shout out to Pat Morita. R.I.P. Yeah. Rest uh, as Neil as Neil Brennan would say, rest in power, King. Um, <laughs> so wow. I've been watching Cobra Kai. It's really good. I really like it. I hope we get we we review it like episode by episode. There are thirty episodes, so it will take us like you know half a year to do it. But I'm down. If, if perhaps, y'all are, perhaps we should. Perhaps we should recap the seasons as opposed to doing yeah uh, as opposed to doing epi- an episode by episode recap basically basically the, i would much rather do that the first it's episode too- and the last episode that's all well, really you know the finales and the and the and the premieres it's hard to do it season by season let's see let's see anyway so it's hard let's see and the, 30 episodes of, a, of any television show is a lot like well, even if we were doing do like even if we we're doing three at a time, like we would, well, it would that's still what I'm take saying. us a minute. Well, just I would say like do we would do episode by episode, interject with if any other like random movie we want to watch and just continue it along. You know what I mean? It's a good yeah. show. Anyway, uh, aside from oh, also that, and uh speaking of Neil Brennan, another funny thing, he's staunchly against Megan the Stallion's name because a stallion is a male horse. And so anytime he makes a joke about Megan Thee Stallion, he's like, yeah, but a stallion is a male horse. And people give him shit about it. Like, oh, are you trying to call Megan Thee Stallion a man? It's like, no, it's just she has a bad name choice. She should be yeah. Megan the Philly. <laughs> it makes more Megan, sense that way. Megan the mayor. Megan right. The yeah, I, know I, I get it. It's funny. But, but well, at the same time. Rest in power. But at the same time, the entire concept of referring to referring to a thick chick as a stallion as is is rife with its own issues generally. <sighs> but that's neither here nor there. Well, I mean, that's part of it. That's the whole thing. Like, why are we even calling her animal first? <laughs> well, she that's what she called herself. So no, I'm, no, but yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah. rappers so don't know I how think... to name themselves. There's another right. rapper named Mulatto, which I don't even want to fucking talk about. So anyway, um, the other thing I've been watching um was is the challenge i watched the latest episode yes let's so that's that's pretty much what i've been consuming um uh what do you call it the challenge and uh cobra kai so we're gonna take a break and when we get back we're gonna get into our review of karate kid part three yeah Hey, we're back and we're going to get into our review of The Karate Kid Part 3. So just to give you all some context for those of you maybe, or as a review for those of you who haven't watched the first two movies or who haven't watched them in in a while. And if you haven't seen the first two movies, weird. Yeah, (laughs) but if if you are of a particular age, you probably have not. 
like those young actors who are in Cobra Kai, I saw an interview with them. They were like, yeah, I had never seen an original Karate Kid before I signed on for the movie. I was like, dog. But fair, they're like 19. So I'm not gonna, I'm not, it's okay. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm old. I get it. Anyways, so um, with um, the way the Karate Kid movies are kind of set up is that, you know, one rolls into the other. So at the end of one, the next one picks up and then the next one picks up at the end of the previous one, right? So the events, what I have figured out is that the events of, of Karate Kid part one, the beginning of it through the end of Karate Kid part three is like a year and a half time period, time span. Now the Karate Kid part three came out, was released in 1989. So the assumption is it was like filmed probably like 88 or something. Um, Karate Kid Part 1 was released in 1984 and Karate Kid Part 2 was released in 1986. It stars Ralph Macchio, the lead, Daniel LaRusso, and um, Pat Morita, who plays Mr. Miyagi, who is his best friend slash karate teacher slash sensei. With uh, Karate Kid Part 1 is, is Daniel LaRusso and his mother, um, moving from New Jersey to Southern California. Reseda. Um, yes, Reseda, kind of Encino, that sort of area, the greater LA County vicinity. Anyway, so they like drive across country to move for a new, for a new start and everything like that. That's um, Karate Kid Part One. He basically encounters bullies. He learns karate from the apartment super played by Mr. Miyagi. He learns karate, he faces his um, bullies who happen to be karate guys, um, faces his bullies in a karate tournament and come and emerges victorious. That is Karate Kid part one. That's the story, okay? With a lot of other stuff in between, but that's the overall story. Crane karate kick, Kid, sweep the leg. Karate Kid part two is um, Mr. Miyagi needs to abruptly travel to his homeland of Okinawa, Japan. Um, Daniel decides to tag along. It, that's in part two. He decides to tag along and they get to Japan. Uh, he has, he, he, he meets a nice Japanese girl. Uh, he has a battle to the death at the end and emerges victorious. He doesn't kill anybody, but the intention was for him to be killed. <laughs> That's part two. The beginning part three. I don't remember Karate Kid 2. I don't remember a fight to the death. I think I need to watch it now again. You definitely need to watch Karate Kid part two. Fight that's, to the that death. Was, yes, that was it's what fantastic. Karate Kid. That's what, was that's this what the one was. where he was like this to the dude's face? Like he had this like yes. uh, ASLE to the dude's face and he was going to punch him and he didn't? Yes, he mimicked events that happened in the end of, or I guess that was the very, very beginning of Karate Kid part too. But anyways, or the end of um, one, depending. Well, yeah, no, yeah, because like, it, it, it has a, it has a continuation, it, just like how the Rocky movies, mm-hmm. you know, sort of seamlessly go like the events. They pick up. The they pick up one, from the end of. Up. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So until with Karate Kid Part Three, there, um, the events of that start up from when they're returning from Okinawa. That's um, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel. They're coming back from Japan to California. Yes, to California. Um, uh, The 
Cobra Kai dojo is like shuttered because nobody wants to be at a dojo of a man who's a loser. Yes, uh, John, John Kreese. John Kreese, who was the sensei of, of the Cobra Kai dojo that lost to Daniel is like sort of down on his luck. Enrollment is down. Nobody wants to be there. He's having- Enrollment's not down. Enrollment is zero. <laughs> he's, you know, he's just, he's not, he's, he's, he's not, things are not, He's down on his luck. Let's just yes. Like that. He has um, he has lost his he has he has lost any he's lost all his students. He is um, rolling around the streets trying to figure out himself and uh, yes and what is, to do next. Yes, he, and generally not not doesn't have the sunniest outlook on life. Right. I mean, he's a psycho, but you know it is what it is. So anyway, um, he's a sad psycho. He's a sad psycho. So he um, basically picks up with him, sort of you know, just what you described. He's sort of trying to figure out his next move. He goes to um, see his um, former war buddy who Slash apparently is some- financier. Yeah. No, no, it, no. No, not at that time. He was- Yeah, he one. was. He was the one who who put leases for Co- the- Oh, yeah, sorry. Cobra Kai yeah, you're right. You know it, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes, no, I know. But at the t- what I'm saying is that at that, I think in the beginning, we didn't know that at first. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. That was like an independent thing for him at first. Anyways, he goes to go see his rich um, former army buddy um, named Terry Lewis. Terry Silver. Terry, I call him Terry Lewis. See? That's how terrible this movie is. Not, not, not Terry, Jim, he, he ain't partnered with Jimmy Jam. Right, exactly. <laughs> Terry Silver. It's Terry Silver, who is a, who who because, works who apparently works in toxic waste dumping or some yeah, such so he's nonsense. like a he's like a millionaire because of it. His name is mm-hmm. I call him Slickback, a Slickback Ponytail. That's how I refer to him. Slickback Ponytail. Um, that's good. Yes, I, I that is so, a, that is a very eighties villain trope though. Slickback mm-hmm. Ponytail. Yeah, yeah. Except if you're. Know. It is a '80s villain trope, except if you're um, Steven Seagal, who was. I would. Not a villain. I would actually argue that first off, Steven Seagal made movies in the '90s, mm, yeah, late, late '80s, 80s early, 90s. Okay. early '90s. Okay, and then also, I would argue that Steven Seagal was never really a hero in any of his movies. He just, he just was on the side of the law because <laughs> breaking somebody's arm is not a heroic trait. Okay, it really isn't. Yeah, but he sure. wasn't a villain. That's fair. I mean, I That's get it, fair. but he wasn't a villain. He played a long. He wasn't man. a villain, but but you know, but you know, in the age, now that now that we're in the age that we're in an age where we recognize propaganda for what it is, yes, he, he he's not mm-hmm. the yeah he's not the villain, but he ain't a hero. Got it. No, I get you. I get you. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, John Kreese, so Cobra Kai mm-hmm. Sensei, is going to visit his his old buddy. You know, basically, he's like, "Listen, I'm. This is every. Nothing's going well. I'm out. You know." And so, this Terry Silver guy is trying to convince him, "Like, listen, I have a plan. I'm going to get you back on top." And right away, mm-hmm. you know, Terry is. He's a. He's a lot. Let's just put it like that. He's a lot. Um, I wrote down something in my notes here describing Terry. He looks like the embodiment or the personification of cocaine. There you go. <laughs> he, All he, that was missing he, was the sniffles, honestly. He he has he has um he has a uh, a maniacal energy about him. Yeah. That yeah. is um that again that that is that is so disturbing. The man is 
completely unhinged. I don't think yeah. he ever lets up with that face either. He's always uh, just he does, but only for very does. specific reasons. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We'll get into it because I it have is. that same stuff in my notes. So he's he 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 tells John that like he's gonna get him back on top, he's gonna get it back on track, that he has a plan, blah, blah, blah. So he sends meanwhile, he sends John to like where uh, Tahiti, yeah, or Bali yeah, or some like, tropical island we, or something. We all we all agree that that was a sex tourism trip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, okay. Probably, I'm sure it was because he told he's he was he was talking he about specific him, girls. Yeah, like, ask hey, about you... Marianne or whatever yeah. the hell. Was... Yeah, that was okay. So I, I just wanted I just wanted to be sure that we're all on the same page sure. here. He literally sure, sure, sent sure. that man to Polynesia to go, you know, have sex with some random people and then come back feeling, you know, refreshed. Refreshed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he um, so meanwhile, uh, Terry's plan is to basically lull Daniel and Mr. Miyagi into some false sense of security, get him to, um, you know, re-enter the tournament. So his sort of, I don't know, industry plant, Mike Barnes, who he also sort of says, listen, if you fight fight and beat this guy, I'll make it worth your while. I'll put you, I'll cut you in, in in ownership of Cobra Kai or money or whatever, what have you. And then yeah, Mike Barnes is like, because Mike Barnes is like this meathead, like aggre- overly aggro, like whatever he is. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll, yeah, this is, I'll do it. I'll do it, whatever. I like fighting. I'll do it for whatever. So, <laughs> so they do that. And so meanwhile, Daniel, sort of the struggle is Daniel at first got the application because he's the reigning champion of the All Valley Karate Tournament. So they send him the application. It was like, yeah, sign up to come and defend your title. You don't even have to go through all like with the rest with the rest of the peasants and do like the prelim rounds and the quarterfinals and semis mm-hmm. and everything. You just shenanigans. You fight, you by fight the, way. the la- you fight the last finalist. Mm-hmm. And so he was telling Mr. Miyagi, he's like, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to do it. And Mr. Miyagi's like, listen, karate is not for tournaments. This is like serious for Mr. Miyagi. Karate is like spiritual and and for the defense of yourself and for others. That's it. So it's not it's not a sporting thing in the fact where you're you're doing it for like glory and trophies. It's it's a serious thing for him. So he's telling Daniel, yeah, I I, I don't enter. I'm not interested in training you. Don't enter this thing. You know what I mean? What's the reason? At first, Daniel was like kind of annoyed, but then he was like, you know what? After talking more and thinking more about it and talking more with Mr. Miyagi about Mr. Miyagi made some good points. Daniel was like, you know what? You're right. Like, what's the point? I don't care. I don't need to do it. Daniel also was talking a mile a minute. Like his emotions would just fly off the handle and then return and then come back. Yes. I'm assuming because... He got some of that nose candy in Okinawa or something. Well, I, <laughs> I say, no, it's almost I, like he was doing cocaine. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think with this movie, I think, and I think it's this movie specifically. I mean, yes, the 80s of it all, everyone was on coke. But I think this movie specifically, how it, it really is different from part one and two is that, and I don't know if it's the direction, mm-hmm. which I think is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sort of getting you know behind the scenes like mm-hmm. i think and i think it's the direction mm-hmm. whoever's directing whoever directed this is re- was like listen everything needs to be bigger 
And I think everyone just made everything bigger and it was just weird. The only person who didn't make stuff bigger, who sort of kept an even kind of consistent keel was Mr. Miyagi. His yep. was the only performance in this film that I actually liked. That's it. What you mean you didn't you didn't like um you old didn't girl. like old girls perform performance? The redhead from uh Teen who? Witch. Yeah, get, Robin listen, Lively. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get into it, but who? Okay. What? Anyway, like. Um, oh, also, uh, real quick, you mentioned uh, how it progresses from one movie to the other, like in Rocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact: the person who did the music in Rocky, yes, Bill Conti, did the music in this. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, Bill Conti's done music in so many, several, movies. several, it's, several, several, like uncountable, yeah. immeasurable, innumerable. But more famously, Rocky, and then this. So they're yeah. they're going for something. Is what I so I so um. So yeah, he decides, Daniel decides on his own that he's not going to do it. He's, he and Mr. Miyagi are going to work on opening up their bonsai tree company, which Daniel used his tournament winnings to help him lease a building to open up the bonsai shop. Um, so, and he foregoes like college for, you know, he was supposed to go to college. He's, he's foregoing it for a while to help set up this business and work with, you know, Mr. Miyagi, who is his best friend and live with Mr. Miyagi, who is his best friend, you know, to set up this business and just, you know, be happy. So what happens is Daniel essentially through a lot of weird events sort of gets bullied and pressured to enter the tournament. It's all can stop. It. Can, we, can, we, can we pause here for plan. a second? And it was because Terry Silver, one, um, apparently has more time and more, more time than anything in this world. His, his business who knew a millionaire completely hands off. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so so he not only does he take the time to build an alter ego complete with a rundown car, he also take he also decides that he's going to break into Mr. Miyagi's home by himself. By yeah. himself. He's you a know. trained he he knows karate guys. So the thing is once you know karate, you're also uh, an experienced uh, breaking and entering burglar, an experienced cat it's burglar. Not that, that someone yeah. who's and that rich top, doesn't need to be doing all doing all the grunt work himself. But he doing, has decided who does his own decided, work. Right, he has decided that he's going to do it. He's going to be. He's going to do it himself. That's what. And then that's and what so you're going on he gets so so he he breaks in there. He gets all this intel on Mister Miyagi and Daniel and finds out where the shop is. And then, in order to not get caught. He hides in the chimney. Chimney. Like, how did he even get up? I how did he get up in that skinny chimney? I was like, what is going on? All of a sudden, it's, it's crazy. He's like, he's like, a, he's like, a, he's like a coked out evil Santa Claus. Just, like, just well, hanging out in the chimney. I remember that specific scene. I can still see it. I was like, is he in the chimney? I was confused yeah. about that. I was like, where did he hide? Where did he go? Yeah. And then his yeah. feet were in the chimney. So it was like, yeah. ah. so yes. so in terms of the bull- so in terms of the bullying, you know, first he sends Mike Barnes and henchmen to uh to convince him to sign up for this tournament. And um he says no. And then he comes back and essentially destroys the shop. And then the third time when they finally convince him to do it, they essentially almost try to commit murder. 
for all yes. intents and purposes. Yes, trap them at they the were, bottom of a canyon yeah. or mountain. Yeah, that or was waterfall. that it was, was going to start. That was in basically a tide pool that was going to fill up, and they were going to let them drown if he didn't agree. If he didn't agree to enter a karate tournament, let us all remember how low the stakes actually are here. <laughs> they were willing to kill somebody if he didn't enter. A karate tournament. Well, the stakes are low for, really for kill everybody him. except for what's the guy's name, Mike? Yeah, Mike actually Mike had, gonna a, get had a pretty serious financial stake. Right. Yeah. Well, what, that's sure. what I'm saying. Like that, the whole thing I kept thinking about when watching this movie, I was like, "What? Like, I don't. The, the stakes here are not are super they're, low. They're not real stakes. That's what that's. Not real I kept saying that to me. I was like, what? <laughs> This is not, these are not real stakes. At least in the first the two movies, the first two movies, the stakes actually, you could believe them. They seemed a little mm-hmm. bit authentic. Like it made sense. These stakes were just bullshit. Like, this movie, this movie, go, this movie goes away. This movie stops. If Daniel's like, you know what? Y'all handle you. Y'all have your little tournament. I'm going to college. I'll holler at y'all. Right. Okay. I want to say and, that. All you have to do is go to college. He spent so, all his college money on, on, on Mr. Miyagi. So what proponents will argue of the movie, I guess, if there are any, or people will be like to try to keep it going. Like, well, he did say he wasn't going to do it, but they kept harassing him and he only yeah, did it under stress because they were yeah. essentially threatening his life. Because he was literally okay, going to I die. Guess. He was right. literally going right. to that die. That was kind of the last straw. I think he probably would have kept on resisting if they were still like, you know, pushing him around and like yeah. destroying shit. Mm-hmm. But because they like, you know, tried to mm-hmm. kill him. He was like, if y'all, if y'all would not and kill the, me, that's fine. I'll just sign the stupid ass paper, like whatever. And so, exactly. And again, him. What would have been funny his, is like his him signing the paper. Mm-hmm. What would have been funny is that if he entered the tournament and then just did not show up, didn't show up. End of movie. Like it's over. It's over. You should just, just him on the truck. Up. Just him well, on the just him on a on the truck, just putting two middle fingers up like I don't care. Right. I ain't so, care. So to not like sort of belabor or to like really go very granular on every detail of this movie, he enters the tournament under duress, right? Terry Silver, who has been pretending to be this nice guy, which is the only time that this actor made choices to act like a, a reasonable human being that was that actually was like, okay, so maybe he's not a terrible actor. He actually can do like even, it's fine, right? Because his whole like evil millionaire dumb toxic waste, he's like a, he's very cartoonish. He's like a villain out of Captain Planet. Very strange. Let me let me tell you something right now. You get out of my head, right? You get out of my head right now because that is exactly who I thought. I was like, oh, they turned loot and plunder into a into the villain. Of, of another this movie. another old reference, by the way. Jesus yes. Christ! Yes. Sorry, sorry <laughs> listeners. This is literally old. a Captain. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you didn't know the name of the name of the weird rich guy villain, his name was Loot and Plunder or Loot and Plunder. It. Although all of the Captain Planet villains were named in a similar vein like this, where it's like, oh, just in case you didn't know, these are bad people. Right. <laughs> so so basically, he um, Daniel is this Perry when he's pretending to be nice guy, mm-hmm. like not millionaire, just regular mm-hmm. Joe who happens to know karate, right? And not to mention the fact that he how he introduces himself to Daniel and Mr. Miyagi is by showing up there, telling them that John Kreese has died. Okay, right. and then 
you know, sort of offers himself as this really nice guy. And then, you know, um, Daniel and Mr. Miyagi are like, damn, well, John Kreese is dead. That, how sad is that? You know, they like, actually have empathy for the psycho. Right? They were then, sad. Yes. They were sad for him. Yes. And even so, in the beginning of the movie, you're, they, they did a, I think they did a pretty good job of making you feel sympathetic for Kreese. For John Kreese, right, yes. Right yeah. up until they're like, oh yeah, go, go to this island and have sex with all these people. Right. <laughs> Go on your so, sex vacation. And we're like, so, wait, fuck you, fuck you, John Crease. <laughs> so, so right. So um what we see is um Daniel um after like I said, he agrees under duress to enter this tournament. He asks mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi to train him. Mr. Miyagi is like, nah, I'm not training you. Okay. So so Daniel is like, fine, mm-hmm. I'll do it myself. He's but he's also frustrated that Mr. Miyagi won't help him, but he's trying to understand it and kind of does what doesn't. So then he starts training with Terry, who he still thinks Terry's a nice guy, right? Terry offers his services. Little. Yes, and little by little, the mask starts of Terry starts to come off. So Terry, as Terry is training him, Terry is also like, you know, helping hurt Daniel hurt himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hurt, you know hurt his um hurt his foot and hurt his arms and everything although he is he's training him to be like this really i mean it, the training is working in a sense but because he's training him think, to be ruthless yes he's training, training him to be to like be all ruthless. the other idiots at cobra kai right he's training him to be ruthless in order <laughs> and i think the goal was which was a stupid goal but i guess he wanted mm-hmm. the final fight the tournament fight to be like really like to be crazy to be like again uh, bloody again and terrible and also he was basically you know, training him so he could get disqualified essentially well Pretty that much. too but i but i think i think he but but daniel knows the rules right mm-hmm. so you know he was also he, training him not to control his, his temper not to center himself you know he was trying right. to get him to out of, be out of his mind and it, True. i mean it was working he was, it was his training was making him be way more instinctive and less uh, thoughtful about his about his karate. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. So um, basically, when you know, like it all kind of culminates in well, yeah, it, it culminates in in Daniel and um, his lady friend. Which let's go ahead and talk. Okay, so let's get through this. And he there's um he made he makes a friend out of this young lady. He's played by Robin Lively. I don't remember the character's name. That's how it was Jessica and and Jessica Andrews. Okay, Jessica didn't know, didn't remember, don't recall because whatever. So they become (laughs) friends. Um, They go to a club. Uh, The Terry, because Terry at this point, Terry, Mike Barnes, and his other goons. Oh, by the way, let's not let's, Yes, I was going to say, stalking. let's not forget the light stalking, the, the very heavy stalking. Not even They've light stalking, stalking, very heavy so, stalking. So Terry is, that happens to, well, not happens, no. stalks him to the club where he take, where, where, where Daniel takes Jessica, right, to the dance club. Um, Terry, like, pays some dude to go push up on on Jessica. Actually offers to pay a dude. Offers to pay a very obvious sexual predator. 
So paid, paid, paid him to go push up on her or was offered to pay him to go push up on her. And then he, the guy does it. Daniel was like, you know, back uh, off. The guy wasn't listening. So Daniel like, you know, loses his pool. He pushes Dan- Daniel and put, the guy, the guy pushes yeah. Daniel and Daniel loses his temper. Yeah. And-, and pushes and then socks a dude in the nose, breaks the guy's nose. The guy's blood gets on Daniel, which is gross and on his hand daniel and T- terry and daniel like they leave just Je- and kind of leaves jessica there daniel feels like terrible and, and so guilty and jessica guilty, doesn't like, come back for the rest of the movie that's it yeah she does, she does. like she does, she does. One, she there's, another, one, there's one last scene so um despite so, the insanity of this movie they actually do a good job of sort of tying the narrative together just they do they when do. does she come back sorry let me let there's, me just oh, well, he comes back in the scene where she, there's a scene later on where he's like try, he comes to apologize to her she's packing because remember she was leaving the next day for right. going back to Ohio so they have another scene where she's where she's packing scene. her clothes so you he, said they have they button up the narrative I'm not sure I I we can get into it a little bit sure. later but I'm not sure about that because I was oh, thinking by the about way, that one, I like one quick one quick note from the club scene one quick mm-hmm. note from the club scene that I really enjoyed oh, was well, the, well, the creep dancing no well okay first of all that was really <laughs> funny that was that's always really funny I, I got a lot of rhythm. uh Less yeah I, I yeah but um but more than that um the creepy dude who uh who Terry Silver pays He's like pushing up on some. He's like pushing up on some chick, and I couldn't quite tell what color this girl was. But she pushes him off. She's like, "Get off me, white boy!" And then walks and then walks away. And I was she like, does. "She was." I think she might have been of Asian descent. Yeah, yeah, maybe she was straight but up was, like, "Get off me, white boy!" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, word! This what we doing? Okay. Like you're doing this?" <laughs> okay. Oh, I missed that. I missed yeah. that. Didn't I see yeah, that. It at was all. hilarious. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Okay, that so, was pretty funny. Right. So Terry. Terry grabs Daniel. They flee the club. Daniel mm-hmm. is like racked with guilt. He's like, "This is not me. I this is I, this this ain't me. I don't I don't do this." So he's like, "I got to find this guy. I got to apologize. Got to find Jessica." Terry was like, "So he leaves Terry, right?" Terry was like, uh-huh, "My evil plan. My master plan is almost complete, or whatever." You mean the eco villain? Yes, loot and <laughs> plunder strikes again. <laughs> so Daniel first goes to. Um, he first goes to um, to Jessica. Goes to Jessica's house. Yeah. Jessica goes to Jessica's apartment while she's packing to go back home. She he apologizes to her, and Jessica was like, "Listen, just you know, go tell Mr. Miyagi what you've been up to." Because meanwhile, Daniel has not been telling Mr. Miyagi that he's been trained that he's been training with someone. Mr. Miyagi mm-hmm. knows that he's been preparing, but he doesn't. He has no idea that he's been training with somebody. He's Daniel's been keeping it from him ever you know growing all the more frustrated that mr miyagi doesn't want to help him anyway mr miyagi still has been like doing his whole uh mr miyagi healing stuff though after he comes back from training so that's why the training didn't completely work now uh terry silver was trying to train basically train him to injury so that while he when he went to the tournament he wasn't going to be healthy enough to even fight yeah, I think there were a the lot of layers. Too. I think there were a lot of layers. Yeah, to, to, to Terry's strategy. So, the like, fact that Miyagi kept to, on healing him was putting a monkey wrench in it without well, Terry. Fine, yeah. Him. Well, not to get, like I said, not to get too granular on how everything goes because I don't want to spend 
I don't want us to spend too much time sort of going, you know, scene by scene on this thing. I think that the, 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 what happens next is that after he talks with, he apologizes to Jessica and Jessica was like, listen, talk to Mr. Miyagi, just, you know, be cool with him again. Then, you know, he just, he goes back to Mr. Miyagi, says Mr. tells Mr. Miyagi, you know what? I'm not going to do the tournament. This is dumb. It's turning me into someone I don't want to be. I, I need to go tell Terry. And he's like, he was like, you want, you want, uh, Mr. Miyagi offers to go with him. He's like, no, it's okay. I got it. I, I did it myself. I'm going to handle it myself. And yes. this, and this sets up literally the most insane scene of the entire say, movie. Yes. He goes, but yes, the, I go ahead. Yes. He, so he, uh, Daniel goes to the dojo to go see Terry and tell Terry, you know what? I'm, I'm not, th- you know, thank you for everything, but I'm not going to do the tournament. This is just, it's turning me into someone I don't want to be blah, blah, blah. So he tells Terry, Terry was like, that's when Terry, Terry's like his, you know, his pod opens up, he becomes revealed and he's like, you're going to enter the contest. He was like, what you talking about? No, I'm not. He's like, listen, uh, no, I'm not. He said, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And then here comes John Kreese. And then here comes Mike Barnes and they start pushing him around. So Mike, Bar- Mike Barnes comes in first and then he will go to sleep. And then John Kreese steps out from behind the John like Kreese. Like the cutout. boogeyman. Yes. <laughs> like the boogeyman. boogeyman and which like was, Daniel was <sighs> freaked out. Like he had seen a ghost, like quite literally. Because he literally had seen yes, a ghost. Yes, quite literally. He was just, he just he said he was dead. That man was dead. Yeah. So uh, of course not they but start, a few days ago. Of course they start slapping him around or whatever. Mike Barnes, you know, gets a couple shots in. Daniel like runs runs out of the out of the dojo. They tell Terry and John tell tell Mike to go bring him back so they can beat up on him some more. And here and then uh, you hear some stuff, some commotion outside, and then uh, Mike Barnes comes flying back through. In through the dojo door the doors, and Mr. Miyagi, of course, is there to come. Mr. Miyagi gets busy. You know Yo, what he does? You know I, what it reminded me of? You know what it reminded me of? It when Yoda fought of? in the Star Wars? Yeah, absolutely. How did you know that's what I was going to say? Get out of my head. Get out because, of my head. That's exactly what we, it was. we apparently are the same person. That's exactly what it was. I was going to say who came in. first, Mr. Miyagi or, or, or Yoda, but it's definitely Yoda. So it was yeah. when Yoda, you know, you didn't think that his his old decrepit, you know, his old self would come yeah. and, and wreck shop, but that's what he did. And that's what, Mr. Yo- well, you we know Mr. Miyagi does that, but that's mm-hmm. what, that's yeah. what really Yoda happened. fighting was literally the old, was literally the best part about that prequel movie. I think it was, was it the Phantom Menace when Yoda, yes. when Yoda fought or was it the that's second one? That's the first one? one, isn't it? Yeah. No, Yoda didn't fight in the Phantom Menace. He fought in the second one, which was uh Clone Oh, he was the second one. No. Yeah. Attack of the Clones. Or... Attack of the Clones. I saw that one in the theater when I was doing summer school in college. Yeah. With a friend of mine. Yeah. Attack of, yeah whichever one, one it was. I know the first one you guys, were you guys from high school when the first one came out? No. When the first one came the out, first was, I believe prequel, it was my, I was, I think the I first prequel. Been, the first prequel was my freshman year in college. Well, yeah, I was okay. in, I was still in, I was still in um high school. Anyways, so yeah, so Mr. Miyagi comes, beats up on all three of them. And then, and basically his, his way of beating up on them is more defensive. He doesn't really do offensive karate. He's more doing defensive stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sort of making them falter and everything like that. So he takes Daniel to leave and Daniel's like, now tells Mr. Miyagi, now are you going to train me? And Mr. Miyagi is like, yes, I train you. And then they leave to go, <laughs> they leave to go and train. 
<laughs> and then Montage. you know you have a, a, a you know a minor it's not as good it's never as good as the rocky the rocky montages but is a it okay, is a listen. rocky style montage nothing Uche, no what sports you, what montage is as good as a rocky montage period thank you thank you don't but what we, no 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 nobody and if anybody does let's they gonna have to step in front i'm gonna step in front of them first but the point being that when it comes to sports movie montages movie montages are kind of like pizza sports movie montages are kind of like pizza it's really hard to mess it up it's really hard to mess it up but when it's like when it's good when it's like really really good it's amazing yeah so i will say so very much nothing was ever as as amazing as the rocky montages nothing 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 but but if the rocky montages is like your very favorite local pizza place gold standard gold standard everything this one would this one was like a good chain, a, a good chain pizza a good chain Perfectly pizza possible. that you may it's like Domino's. exactly fine. yeah it's like a DiGiorno but go ahead <laughs> DiGiorno <laughs> isn't bad DiGiorno DiGiorno is not bad it, it, it actually you know what, it, it also maybe feels like the five dollar uh, uh Little Caesars yes those hit too when you're like Surprise, surprisingly when you're good for the price maybe drunk yeah yes. when you're surprisingly hungry good. surprisingly yeah, you're good hungry, for the price no, no. Little so, C- Little Caesars is always surprisingly good for the price. <laughs> that's price, that's yeah. exactly how I describe this sports mod, this montage right, here. Right. Surprisingly good. So for anyway, the they train, they train, they get to the tournament. It's him and Mr. Miyagi. You know, like I said in the beginning, Daniel as the reigning champion, he doesn't have to fight any prelims or anything like that. He does not. So yeah, at the end, and I'll get into some details of what happens, but at the end, Daniel wins. Basically, he has to overcome fear to win. Blah blah blah. Let me just say this. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. Let's go around and talk about what we like, if anything. Okay. Like. All right. So here's what here's what I liked about the movie. Um, I think it's clear that I really enjoyed the montage, the training montage. I I liked that. Um, I you know who I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed Snake. He he provided he provided that nice he provided a nice little touch of like eighties douchebag like <laughs> villainy that I really enjoyed. Can I tell you something? Can I mm-hmm. let me let me go ahead and ask you something, which I mm-hmm. did not discover until I was reading the credits of this. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Snake is supposed to be Terry's son? I did not know that. What? This movie is not good. So <laughs> like you would think they gloss over that. that they don't tell you it's in the credits it's it's snake silver it's it's in the credits he plays his name snake silver or is it something snake silver it's something snake silver he's silver he's Terry's son what about the other the other henchmen I think it's just another goon it was just another dude because I did the whole movie thinking it's just a goon but then I was reading like the little like because when you watch it on prime Mm-hmm. By the way, this movie's available on Prime with ads. With commercials, watching- yes. That's how I watched it too. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching it on Prime, like when you look at the little like trivia little thing where you can, I, if you're watching on the tablet, you can you can pause and see like all the yeah you, you can pause things, it on, the cast. On, if you have stuff. the app too, you pause it. They'll show you the cast. Right. So the little trivia said about the actor who plays Snake, who actually happened to be like, I think the director's son or something, or producer's son. So um, I was like, I was like, that's his son. They don't tell us that in the movie. This movie, the character development in this movie is 
horrendous. That's everything is going at a cocaine pace, though. That's a thing. But we're still in likes. But go ahead. Likes. He so has he was... has a grant. He he displays a brand of douchebaggery that you appreciate. Yes, Got it was it. it was very it was of a time. It was really what it really was. And I liked and I liked how that I liked how they they leaned into the full narrative arc that it that apparently we're supposed to believe that over the course of these three movies that were filmed that were shot and released over the course of about eight years, mm, um, five years, six years, five, six, six years, years fair mm-hmm. that were shot over it the course of, that were shot in like a month. that were shot and released over six years that it essentially the the storyline that was essentially that it took like. Eh. Four, five, maybe six months. No, no. Let's be. Let's, what, you're talking let's about think the, about the, because talking, of the karate tournaments. I would think it would have to be what a year, a year. A, a year. No, 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 hold on. If you're talking, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how long it took. Like the span from Karate Part, Karate Kid Part One to Kar- the end of Karate Kid Part Three is a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Because Daniel and his mom moved to California in the summer before school starts in for the new school year. Right. The karate tournaments are in December. At the end, right? yes. So he won in December, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Graduated and went to prom in like May, June, mm-hmm. right? Went and to then, Okinawa. And then went to went Okinawa, Okinawa for the, for the summer, summer. Comes back and then spends the, the fall instead then, of going then, to college. Yes, and then uh, the, the 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 next karate tournament where he's defending his title was in another December. Two-time cha- where he becomes a two-time champion is in December. So it's a year and a half. Yeah, it's a year and a half. And, and so. I, I appreciate the dedicate I did I appreciate the dedication to story continuity that they displayed in this and so that was those were a couple of things that uh, that I liked. What did you like about the movie? Okay, uh, let's be honest. Uh, I really like Terry Silver. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Can you name any other eco villains? <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell you that, I'm gonna tell you. Oh, okay. Name oh. try to name one. Any. August Greedley. Very. That's one. <laughs> Okay. Um. 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 Uh, one of them was called Duke Nukem, wasn't he? One of them was called Duke Nukem. Okay. Okay. And then. Um. And then. Uh. So there was a uh, Luton Plunder. Luton there was Plunder. him. Um. Oh, and there was Duke Nukem. There was, you said there was the 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 lady with the hair, Doctor Blight. Doctor Blight. There you go. And I'm just about done with with verminous the rest of them. scum. Yes, verminous scum. That's Zarm. one with the red face, right? Verminous huh? scum was the one. Verminous scum was the one. The rat face, right? Yeah, verminous scum was the one. With the rat face. You got Zarm, okay, and then you also have Sly Sludge. Oh, I don't yeah, remember those, Sly those Sludge. Two I don't remember. But yeah. Y'all watched a lot more Captain Planet than I ever did. Yo, he's a hero. All right. Yeah, he's gonna he's take pollution, down, pollution to down to zero. Exactly. So, okay. What, what I was saying, you? I was saying that I, I really, I actually really like Terry Silver. <laughs> I like Terry Silver. Terry Silver, eco villain, eco karate villain. mastermind. That's karate what you mastermind. liked about the movie. That was the, your favorite listen, part of the movie. Listen, there he was like this weird anti Batman, cocaine '80s, like damn near curly mustache villain. It was good. I liked that. the The thing about it, when you're watching the third movie of a franchise that already is a little bit. Let me just be honest. It's a little suspect. Like, you gotta take, you gotta take what you like wherever the, you can the like. Enti- the entire narrative arc of these movies is a bit thin. Yeah, and that, and I, I feel like that's being kind. But well, if 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 I mean, this is the this is damn near 
you know, crepe paper, tissue paper, <laughs> this particular movie, if we're talking about thin narratives. Okay. So, okay, this is what I like. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only thing I liked in this movie was Pat Morita's performance as Mr. Miyagi. You know, specifically, okay. like, like, which I didn't, I didn't actually know this about him until I, I actually read some stuff about him. He was, I knew he was on Happy Days, right, mm-hmm. in the 70s. And, mm-hmm. and apparently he was like a, com- he was a comedian, comic mm-hmm. actor, um, you know, he, he was a comedy writer, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But so, and when they were first tapping him to do this film, the, there were some producers that didn't want him, they didn't think he could do it because they wanted a serious actor or whatever. But anyway... Aside from that, I really like his performances, especially like, because I sort of gauge it on like how I, how the performance makes me feel like emotionally. Mm-hmm. So like there was, you know, there were a couple of parts um, <laughs> where he and um, Daniel, where Daniel was like really upset with him and it really like affected, you know, Mr. Miyagi and he was, you know, very, you know, he had the tears well up or he was, you know, all those, all his scenes there where he was just being very sweet or very kind, or he felt something, he was very sad or very upset. I felt it too. I was like, dang, this, like, damn you, why you gotta do Mr. Miyagi like that? I mean, man, I mean, come on. It, it baby feel, that was the only thing I liked about the movie. Okay, that's it. So I don't, I don't <laughs> like anything else. Can, can I tell you what I didn't like about the movie? One thing I didn't like. Are we, are we into dislikes now? We we've all dislikes? talked we've all we've all discussed our likes let's get point. into dislikes go ahead so one thing i didn't like about it like um i appreciated i appreciated pat marita's like face acting and all this other stuff even even like even the action stuff was was good um i don't know what the japanese version of kunin is but i but his whole broken english thing was like it it did not age it does not age well it doesn't age well it, it really doesn't it he definitely really doesn't, doesn't talk like that in real life does he no, not, no. he was born yeah. in, he, was, he was born in la like yes <laughs> or like he's an american he's like to completely japanese american you know what i mean he's but full, yeah I, and so i like, will say and, the accent that he does use whatever mm-hmm. it is the accent it mm-hmm. does not it doesn't break so which goes to show you obviously yeah. like he probably no. he was probably first generation, I would think. But, oh, but he, again, like he may, he may not have even been because you know Japanese have been in America for. It's true. Hence, he, hence although my, he was, he, that's my uh, talking about that only. show Warrior. Yeah, <laughs> they've been he, here he, for my, generations. But my but yeah, but my point is that he would have he like he certainly would have been like part of uh, uh he he certainly if he was if well he probably was alive during World War Two but like he would have been a part of that uh, he would have been a part of a group of people that like would have been interned at um, interned right, yeah um, he was born in nineteen thirty two he was born in nineteen thirty two so that would have that would have meant he would have been like a grade school like in middle school or something when all this when all that broke out but my point being my point about him being was that I really appreciated his performance. Um, I just, it's one of those things where it's like, if they made it, if they made it today, if they made it today, they really like, like even with the remake with Jackie Chan, like Jackie Chan's English in, in the karate kid with Jaden, with Jaden uh, Smith was better than yeah. <laughs> Pat Morita's English. It was well, the accent, what the accent felt, the, the, the accent felt like a super duper affect, affectation. It really did. Well, and I think, I think that if he had had the accent without the broken English, it probably would have been much better to take. Yes. I think. But, and if they made this movie, like, cause they made, they did make, you know, a, a more current version. That's the one with 
with uh, Jaden Smith and Jackie. They Chan. also but made they, a Karate Kid Part Four with Hillary Swank. I know with Not Hillary Swank. Yes, but we with should do Pat that Morita. Next. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm kidding. Absolutely I'm just kidding. not. Okay. Absolutely kidding. not. I was talking about doing Karate Kid four. Oh no, the well, thing is that Karate Kid with Jane Smith should have just been called Kung Fu Kid, and it would have gotten this. It would have gotten the same push. Because it People wasn't like, oh, karate, it's just right? A different country. No, it was. Huh? It was. The, it no. was certainly Kung. Fu. It, it was China, and it was Kung Fu. Right. Yeah, so. Which. Which. Okay. So mm-hmm. anyway, let's say if they did a if they did a remake of it, you know mm-hmm. they. They would prob what they would probably do is either use a, a Japanese American who grew up in America and just, you know, had his regular American accent who just happened to be a Japanese person, or they would actually have to get a Japanese actor. <laughs> so it wouldn't yes. be as offensive. Right. So you know what I'm saying? Right. Other than and that, so- I feel like I feel, but other than that, like let me just say, like, as far as offensive characterizations go, uh-huh. I don't even think it's as bad as Hollywood has done because they used to oh. uh, have they used to have white people uh, they used to do weird things to their eyes to slant them up to white people oh, are playing and, Asians and one so, and one more and one more dislike and this is the and this is actually my real dislike of the movie mm-hmm. yo the 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 casual anti Asian racism <laughs> flowing yeah. throughout this entire movie they was, kept Call, they kept saying slurs. I wanted to look up these slurs because they use them in that show Warrior too. Yeah, I wanted to look them up to see if these were slurs or just nicknames, but yeah. they went heavy yeah. on the. They they really did, and I was like, did, was it? I was like, did they always say it this much in this movie? Like every time they t- every they they I feel like they had. I think the the favorite one appeared to be the word slope. Yeah, mm-hmm. in reference to in reference to Mr. Miyagi, but they yeah. like it was. Yeah. I was like, this movie's but supposed think- to be PG. This movie's supposed to be PG. And Mike Barnes is in here talking. And Mike Barnes was going full ham at the end of that karate tournament. Yeah, he was. But it's also like, one, it's also like the 80s. But they also, you. but I think they used it as a slur. So they knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a bad term. It's not like they were saying it yeah, no. in a friendly way. So it, no, it, no, 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 no. Like they were trying they, to make it acceptable. So they were they were they were using it. They were using it. The villains were the ones who were using it in a villainous manner. And I I get it. But I was like, but oh. but I was like, oh that's oh. jarring. Remember when <laughs> was Terry was going when he was facing off with Mr. Miyagi he kept going, oh yeah. <laughs> like what's happening? And then when Mr. Yagi like tossed him and then started doing that, I I was cackling. I was cackling. I was like, yes. I was like, he is stupid. I was like, you are a dummy. Like, go ahead. I personally feel like there is another weird thing. Well, that's a movie thing where when you fight somebody in a movie and it's a crowd of people fighting one person in a movie, they always kind of like single file. Yes, they they, 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 mara- they magic mm-hmm. they magically like part the Red Sea. Like everyone just backs up. So but it's it's almost know, like a dance honestly, battle. Honestly, Crease yeah. and Silver should have like murdered. If this was a real thing, they would have been on the news. They're like, oh, these two karate people murdered an old war veteran, <laughs> old war veteran <laughs> named Mister Miyagi. Because there's like, let me, let me they would have it would have been a lot tougher for Mr. Miyagi to, to take them out if they just so question. Do we think Mr. Miyagi is I because I was I've been thinking about this. You know how I am about like time periods and everything. Do we think Mr. Miyagi is a World War II vet or a Korean War vet? So it has to be two 
right? I would say actually, actually, I would say Korean or Korean War veteran. That's what I, I oh, think. Korean War, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I think I think so. It's the the different the difference is about like a it's probably about a ten a ten or so year difference, seven to ten well, year difference between the two years, of them. Yes, but it make it's so, significant. That's a it's a yeah. significant thing because think about it like this: like was he a um, code breaker? Was no, that his? He was the four forty. I don't know what he's the the four forty second was I think supposed to be. It may, sounded like an airborne get, division, but I'm not get, sure. Get more context in like the in one of the previous movies, mm-hmm. but I think because I knew he was a war veteran, but but I'm trying to figure out because if he was a just imagine this if he was a World War II veteran, let's say he went no to way and in World War II after the after the and he he was a veteran for in the wars. It, it, mm-hmm. for, he fought for America, right? Yeah. Not, he didn't in fight World for War Japan. II. In World War II, uh, I think the U.S. entered in like 42 after they bombed Pearl Harbor yeah. at the end of 41. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 40, so, end of 41, beginning of 42. So let's say, let's say Mr. Miyagi was 18 years old in 1942, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 1985, when the events of all of 84 and 85, when these movies are taking place, essentially. Yeah, right? that means that he would be like in his 61. like late, yeah, 61. early 60s, 61, 61. 60s, right. If he was 18 I, and, and whatever, 40 year that you said. 42, let's say <laughs> Yeah, he'd be 61 in 1985, yeah. So I think it's more plausible to have him be a, a, a Korean War veteran. But I think it's something we can always look up if they actually made it explicit. Then it makes him in his fifties rather than his sixties, which I can I can accept more than him being in his sixties. Although they described him as being elderly, but you know it is what it is. Anyway, so okay, dislikes. Where are we at with you? Anything specific? Oh, shoot. So I just looked this up on uh, Google. Mr. Miyagi fought in World War Two. No, of course he did. <laughs> Mystical, magical, Asian man. But I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking the 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 kung the kung fu the karate kept him young because anytime Limber. he actually had to fight, he it was like his body would physically change and like you know he would be able to do jumps and kicks and he wasn't like hunched over. It was almost like they switched people to shoot Shut him up. fighting or something. Oh, calm down. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, listen, okay, okay. listen it but wasn't, I'm going to get you sucker answer, level answer bad. The previous was... question, fought, answer the previous question, you fought in World War II. What I, 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 what I disliked about this movie was actually Daniel. I think the only person on cocaine should have been Terry Silver. And I feel like a lot of uh, Daniel's lines, his scenes were super rushed. His emotions went like from from being cool with Mr. Miyagi to being pissed at him all in like the same breath. So uh, I, had, was I wasn't really I wasn't really a fan of Daniel in this movie. I, well, you know, I manic. think it's yeah. a combination of, you know, the acting choice, obviously, but I think it's mostly the direction. I think the director wanted this to be kind of I don't I think maybe he it seemed like he was aiming for camp, but it just didn't. It just. It was less campy and more just super over the top. So it's it sounded like he it sounded like he kept uh, in between that he would take a bump between takes and be like, okay, Daniel, I need you to do it this again this time, but bigger, bigger. <laughs> it always right, felt like more. he would he would be like, all right, I got to do this, bam, all right, I got to do this, bam, we're doing this. It was like, okay, just slow down, kid. Right. I'm like, no. I wonder if they like film this movie in two weeks. Like, seriously. Anyway, so here I have a list of dislikes, guys. Buckle oh, wow. up. Go ahead. 
Okay, here we go. Right. My dislikes was everything with the exception of Mr. Miyagi. Okay, there you that, go. Here we go. That's less of a list, but. So, I mean, <laughs> the movie was just so like over the top and like, and this is coming from someone who I enjoy. I love soap operas, okay? Like, mm-hmm. I like melodrama, but this was bad. Like, I can accept a level of, like, sort of bigness of large F, you know, but this was not executed well, okay? I didn't believe it. It was weird. So here, let's start with Terry Silver. Like I said, I call him, I, I, the whole time in the movie, I was calling him Slickback, okay? And dear husband was watching, <laughs> dear husband was watching with me. He was like, wow, this is he was like, I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Slickback. A karate man named Slickback. Karate man named Slickback. <laughs> you gotta so, say the whole thing. <laughs> like, you know, and just remember, like, when we're introduced to Terry, like, right off the gate, he started off, like, super extra. I was, like, I would, I literally, I remember watching it, and I was taken aback. I was like, like, he's that, like, yeah, the, the audience interrupted his kung fu or his karate. You can't you can't interrupt gonna, a man's karate and expect him to be a cool person. He's gonna need to take it down, like way down. He he just started up. He was super extra, like right. He was coming right off the top ro- rope. It was he was doing the extra most. Is quite aggro. Extra most. His yes. eyes are always wide. His eyebrows are always raised. And I like I said, I think part of it is the acting, right? And I just thought, oh, he's just a bad actor, right? But then when I realized it's probably more the direction is when he was pretending to be nice guy, Terry. And I was like, oh, so maybe it's not the, maybe it's not quite the acting. So anyway, like I liked his performance better when he was, he was actually pretending to be nice. So, okay. Now the other thing I, the other dislike I have was Robin Lively's character, which I remember telling you guys, I didn't remember her name name is Jessica. What I didn't like was her whole character, her whole presence in the movie was completely and totally pointless. Like you could have had her not be in the movie. She was yep. making pots for Mr. Miyagi's. Uh... She, she didn't have to be in that movie. <laughs> she did not have to be in that movie. Like it, like I like Robin Lively, like Teen Witch is like one of my favorite movies that, that I love as a child growing up. However, like you're hot. I'm hot and you're not. So anyways, like... And if you want to hang with me, I'll give one shot. Top that. that. <laughs> we are old. We are old. We are. Old. I like the movie. I like Teen... I love Teen Witch. Like, I still watch it when I randomly come across it. Anyway, so like... But her character, Jessica, the Robin Lively's character, Jessica. Jessica. Her name is Jessica because I don't remember it. Um, Her presence, like I said, was completely useless. It's like... Like, when it started, it seemed like, okay, this is his love interest. Okay, some stakes. This is the love interest. But then she was like, it started like, here's the love interest. And then like a few minutes later, she's like, well, I'm moving back home because I ha- kind of have a boyfriend that I broke up with, but we're trying to get back together. I'm like, what is your, what are you doing here? So no, the first, yeah, the first thing was on that real quick. I don't know. It yeah, wasn't go clear. Go ahead. It was like, I don't know if they start, if they intended for it to be a love interest. And then they like changed their mind halfway through the movie. It was weird. It seemed but, according to, and then also according to what her, how her birthday is listed, she was like 17 years old when, she, when this movie came out, Robin Lively was. Uh, so I don't know if that was a thing, but if that was the case, y'all should have just brought another actress. Like it's weird. It was strange. 
Okay. They wanted they so wanted like, the new hotness, assume uh, essentially. Yeah, but it wasn't. I, I meant like that she, unironically, though. No, I get you. I know I understand what you're saying, but it's not like she was like the hot young ingenue. I feel like they Karate Kid had a cachet. They probably could have brought a lot of people in there. Anyway, so like like I said, those her her like if they had if she was not in this movie, like it wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference. Like totally pointless. Right. So now the other thing was the tournament scene at the end with him and Mike Barnes. That scene was, I don't know if, if I will call it meh or blah or just downright bad. The term you're looking for is it was some mid. Yeah, it was mid. What is mid? A lot of mid, as in mid grade, as in not high quality. I don't even think it was mid grade, it was low grade. Okay. Not, not good. Like there if you're comparing, especially in comparison to the previous movies, like ending tournament or ending fight scenes, this was not good. It I don't think they properly good. set up the whole like kata stances that he was doing. In the first one, they definitely set up the crane kick very well. Like you knew, yeah. oh, crane kick. But in this, they're like, what was the, what was the actual? Um, yeah, I, I didn't. Will need, say but that's the thing. I didn't need that. To, that's the thing. I didn't even need that to be. I didn't need that to be telegraphed. My my whole beef about the tournament scene was like, okay, so like the strategy from Terry and John was for Mike to like get a clean point and then immediately de- de- deduct the point he just got by doing some by by doing a penalty. It was so, a revenge plot. They just wanted to hurt Daniel. I they understand. Didn't, they didn't essentially care yeah. about. I get what they you're made, saying. They made that part, part quite clear in the beginning. No, yeah. I got it. I get it. I get why they were doing it. Like, mm-hmm. so it was like, they they get the clean, Mike gets the clean point and then he, he, he gets that point taken away deliberately by doing an illegal move. So they penalize him by taking away the point. So he's doing, doing that back and forth for the whole regulation three minutes of the fight to take them into to to uh to take them into um the sudden death or whatever and then the plan was take it into sudden death and then you humiliatingly beat daniel i guess so like but that was boring because daniel spent the whole time getting beat up he wasn't even getting any shots in so it wasn't exciting in any kind of way do you understand what i mean like like, and I guess the point was he was letting the whole like fear get the best of him. But I wish the movie spent more time having Daniel do like some actual fighting, right? His, like, I felt like whole, it, I felt his like whole steez the entire through the entire movie. Like, that was actually that's one of my other dislikes about this. Um, uh, what do you call it? Ralph, yeah. Ma- Ralph Macchio's karate in this is the opposite of sweet, it is like it is not good, and no, it was. And it was fair to Midland in the first two. And this third one, it just seemed like he was mailing it in completely. Like his karate was trash. Yeah, it was bad. So what I'm saying is that, like, I wish they would have had Daniel spend more time, like I said, doing actual fighting. So there is a little bit of, like, back and forth between him and Mike to make it, like I said, more exciting. But this, it wasn't exciting at all. At one point, Daniel's running off the mat. You know what I mean? He's literally being chased by Mike Barnes. You know what I mean? Like in the previous movies, Daniel was actually fighting, right? He was actually getting shots in. So there was a back and forth. You know what I mean? As in the last, in the Cry Kid Part 2, in the fight to the death with Japanese guy, like he, 
like they were fighting until they were bloody. Like there, there was there the stake there the stakes were there. This mm -hmm. was just it was boring. And at the end, you know, at the end, like he he uh, he 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 does his kata. He centers himself, and then he just he flips the dude over, hits him, and that's the end of the tournament. I'm like the thing is because sudden death. I mean, I understand like the whole thing, but I. It's, it was boring. It was boring. Right. It was boring. It was boring. This was boring. movie definitely would have served a really good parking lot fight scene after the tournament where he was like, hey, man, I don't really care. That was all technicality. You know, I beat you. And then they fought in the parking lot, you know, like Rocky five. Pretty much. Anyways, hey. So even though I don't acknowledge Rocky five, here we go. So um, sue me for what? Then... Touch me <laughs> and I'll sue. Touch me and I'll sue. Anyway, so um, and the other thing I just like didn't like you Uzo, you were talking earlier about buttons how kind of stuff was kind of buttoned up I beg to differ like what the other thing I didn't like was that we don't really have some sort of like button or epilogue or whatever to what happens to Terry at least like he gets they lose he gets pissed off they leave the tournament like that's it like I guess they're not opening any more Cobra Kai he has the money to support it just move to a different flipping city like do you understand what i'm saying it's just it's weird it doesn't it doesn't Nothing. stop it doesn't stop him from opening up cobra kai's it doesn't it does stop him from giving half of it to mike yeah and that's he fine didn't, he didn't do what he asked him right but it doesn't really stop cobra kai i mean they act like they act like the valley where they're at is like the center of the universe like okay so i'm just like that's the thing i they he they, he just leaves and that's it uh, 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 Daniel's like elated and that's the end of the movie and I'm just like I don't know I don't I it was weird the character development and the pacing of this movie was I don't know confusing at best coked out Lacking. is the term you're looking for coke cocaine <laughs> it's completely oh, coked out cocaine. like it's 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 manic it's random it's too fast for some parts it's too slow in other parts it literally it, it feels like somebody's getting high and then coming down and then getting high right. again and then coming down confusing so ungood <laughs> non-right okay okay that's that's what that was that's what the character yeah. development and pacing of this movie was. so like overall right? Thank God for Cobra Kai, the series, because it redeems, like, you know, it redeems Karate Kid part three in a way. It, 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 it sort of preserves. And Do they flash of, back to Karate Kid three in yes. the new Cobra Kai season? In Cobra Kai two, in, in season two. What did they bring up? Okay, I just see. I don't want to talk about it too much because Uzo hasn't watched it. I want Uzo. You to haven't seen it. Cobra Kai season two, Uzo. Uzo hasn't I have seen Cobra not Kai at all. seen episode the first of Cobra Kai. I've been I've been saving it, but uh, but yeah, you I haven't it. watched the, it. Yet. The episodes are not long, so you'll actually get through it pretty pretty fast. Okay, okay. So it's it's they're like mostly 23, 27. I think in season three they're a good teensy bit longer. I'll but check it again. I don't remember. I'll tell I you. I barely remember what they used for from. Karate Kid 3 and Well, Cobra okay, I, this is not really spoilery. Like Daniel tells tells somebody or some people that he was part of Cobra Kai once and they were like, "All oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah." That's how I knew that I had yeah. never seen Karate Kid Part 3 and I I spent like, 
you know, most of my life thinking that I'd seen Karate Kid Part 3 when in reality, I had only seen a brief scene. That was when they were on the side of that rock with the right. bonsai tree. That was, you know what I mean? So yep. that's, <laughs> that's, that's the only thing. I, and maybe very little sort of kind of in the beginning of the movie. That's about it. Anyway, so like- They overall, definitely use that as a huge reveal in Cobra Kai, the show, where he was mm -hmm. like, I was in Cobra Kai once and everybody's like- <gasps> Yeah, the gasp, yes. <laughs> so like, and because when, because that's the thing I was telling you in our group chat, when he said that, I was like, he didn't, he, no, he wasn't. They didn't do that. And I was like, okay. And when I was watching it, I was like, I guess they just did some retconning. And then they showed a, a, a scene from the movie as a flashback. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, I have never laid my eyes on this before in all my life. And that's when I realized, like I said, I hadn't seen Cobra. And, and to uh, anyone who's listening, now you understand why we're reviewing this movie. <laughs> so it wasn't my suggestion though. I just had mentioned it and you guys were like, let's review it and that's fine. So overall, Cobra Kai, like I said, bolsters this movie. It bolsters, it bolsters the Karate Kid series, the trilogy, if you were like, and it's really, if, if, and if not for Cobra Kai, pretty much redeeming this whole Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso, you know, part of the lore of the story, like I would have had, I would definitely put Karate Kid part three, where I put Rocky five and Godfather three and Superman three and four in the land where I do not acknowledge those movies as things that exist. Delegated to the dustbin of history. Absolutely. They, 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 they don't exist. Like uh, Rocky five, excuse me. No. Godfather three, what? Mm -mm. Because it's, be, it's because like the previous movies in the, in the series of those movies were so superior or were actually good, decent that the last movie or like the Rocky five of it all or the Godfather three of it all, like basically almost entirely ruin every, you know what I mean? They ruin everything. Like Godfather three was a movie that didn't need to be made. I feel the same way about the sequel to the Creed movie. Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Don't tell me I haven't seen it. I've seen it. It's good. I haven't seen it. I don't know why. I seen. I don't know why it felt so underwhelming to me. I, I haven't seen it. Decent. Don't tell me nothing. I haven't seen it. I've had it on a queue somewhere on one of the streams. It does have out. good montages, though. I'll say that. I bet it does. Listen, if if Sly Stallone can do anything, it is direct it's, montage. It's a, it's a direct montage. It's, it's, it's direct. But he didn't it's direct, direct damn montage. He didn't direct. Uh, I think he did. No, he didn't. Coogler no, did the Ryan first Coogler, one. Ryan Coogler directed Creed. The first one, yes. The second one was some other guy, a black guy. Ryan it was not. It wasn't him. I know he did the first one. Right. That's what I'm saying. Coogler. Coogler? Oh, Stephen K uh Capel Jr. All I know is that the director of Creed 2 was like he he had pre his di previous directing experience was like music videos. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's this? Stallone did not direct Stallone didn't do didn't direct Creed any Creed 2. Didn't, he didn't even produce Creed, so the first did Creed. He? Oh just, no, he just won the he won the supporting them. actor award for the first one, didn't he? he Stallone the produced Creed Two. He was a producer yes. in Creed Two. Yes, he was. And a screenwriter what in Creed Two. What happened was, what happened was, is that Coogler for the first one, Coogler went to Stallone, wanted to meet with him, and at first Stallone was like, oh, whatever. He he went to meet with, sort of to get his permission, also to ask him if he would be in it, and and 
at first Stallone was like, huh? Okay. I mean, I guess like he was sort of like underwhelmed about it, but he went in and it was actually like a really good, perf- like Stallone does good performances when he's not the one who's directing or, or writing. <laughs> or so, when he has to go back to the well of his previous characters. When he's like, like Copland, like yeah. he was decent in that and he didn't like write it or even though that movie was nuts, but um, you know, movies that he doesn't like write or direct, he's he does pretty decent. Yeah, same thing with like it's the same thing with uh with uh what's his name with um Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry child, like I feel bad that I couldn't remember his name. Tyler Perry when he's in when he did those Alex Cross films or one of mm-hmm. them or he was or Gone he Girl. Was, yeah, he's mm-hmm. good. Like when he doesn't have to direct or write or any of the stuff he's doing. I don't care about that, but I'm, I'm making I'm making a point. I'm kind of putting a what? cherry on top of your point. When he doesn't have to do any of that stuff, when he's doing when he's acting other people's words and direction, he's good. I think he's a pretty decent actor. So anyway, so that's that's sort of where I'm at with it overall of this movie. So like if we're giving it a grade, I'm giving this a D. Mm. Plus. Dang. Plus. A D plus. Mm, D, D. I. It's a I'm giving it. Mm, I'm sixty-six. Mm-hmm. Well, can I get my? Can I get my grade? Let me get my grade. Let me. No, no, because I'm going to get my. Grade I want to get my grade. I want to get my grade. Okay, 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 okay. Let me okay. get my grade. Let's say, let, let wait. Let's grade. say it at the same. Let's say it at the same time on three. Okay. No, we're not gonna One, hear. It. We're not gonna hear it. Two. One, two, three. Three. C. C. Why? Okay. Why is it a it's C? C? It's a C for cocaine. That's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. In case you were wondering, this is why we are siblings. We apparently all share some sort of some sort of uh, combined hive mind. So, okay, and I clearly had a mind meld over Zoom and decided that two? we knew what the grade was going to yeah. be. You guys for this had like movie. a psychic, like a ESP <laughs> moment. Jesus Christ. It was a was it's a C for cocaine. It, that's, yes, and, and wow. I feel like well, that's a perfect, perfect episode race. title. Episode title. C for cocaine. Yes, episode indeed. title. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so in case you guys are keeping track, that means that the uh, meta sibling score is a good hard C minus. A C minus. <laughs> so between a D, between a yeah, between two C's and two. Two C's and a D plus. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll call that a, a D. D. I it's didn't see two C's and a D. I, that's a C minus. Two C's and a D. That's a C minus. We'll, we'll call we'll, we'll call that a C minus or a D plus, depending on who you depending on who you ask. Seriously, no, my no. God. Two C's and a D pl- and a D is a D, is a C minus. Yeah. So C minus. So, so yeah, the meta sibling pass, score a solid pass, C minus. <laughs> you still pass just barely. Yes. Like, if Cobra Kai, like honestly, if Cobra Kai the TV show did not exist, I'm giving this movie a D minus. <laughs> if Cobra Kai, if Cobra Kai the series didn't exist, you would have given this an F. Like, yeah. like I give it No, I give it a D minus. The only thing that kept it from getting an F is Mr. Miyagi. Period. I think I think I I stand by the fact that Terry Silver is a really good 80s villain. He's a good villain. He's he's completely like he's if, completely he nonsensical. If this was Karate Kid, the cartoon, I'm down. Yeah, makes sense. He was a full on he was a full on Captain Planet visit about a villain. Excuse me, a yeah. full on oh, Captain really. Planet villain. The guy dumps toxic waste in Borneo, and I was like, <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Like, what did the people I mean, in Borneo ever do to you? Like, like for like that is an actual line from the film. Like, like yes. it, it sounds like something somebody would say as a joke in makeup. This is a line from the film. No, it because said in, com- because, again, said in complete seriousness. So because cocaine, cocaine is in fact a hell of a drug. <laughs> it really is. So I mean, that is it for our review. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Um, you can visit us on the socials, uh, Violent Blue Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. You can visit us on our website. It's up, violentbluepodcast.com. You can just uh, see, check out the latest episodes, how to contact us, all that, uh, all that stuff and all that stuff. So yeah, anything else you, you guys want to say for next week? I don't, we don't know what we're going to review, but I'm sure whatever it is will be fun. We, we, we may be beginning the odyssey of reviewing every episode of Cobra Kai. Oh, Can't wait. Can't I'd wait. rather With- watch every episode of Captain Planet. Right? He's our hero. Don't make He's going to take pollution down to zero. No, God. He's our power magnified. And he's fighting on the planet's side. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Planet, he's a hero. Listen, they need to remake. They really need to redo all of those. uh, I'm I'm surprised uh, they haven't made a live action action of Captain Planet. With Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle is Captain Planet right now. Just because of the hair? No, you don't remember any of those. I think it was funny. Or, I said college humor. It's funny or die uh, videos where he's <sighs> turning the entire, everybody on earth, he turns into a tree because he's just, he's like a badass for some reason. Captain Planet is just a, a mofo to say, to say the least. Interesting. <laughs> I haven't seen that. And he's like, you're a tree. You're a tree. You're a tree. And he's hip thrusting to turn people into trees. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Anyway, guys. I now know what I'm going to be watching once we get off the Zoom call. I mean, Don Cheadle's a gem, by the way. He is. Devil in a blue dress. Like, do you know? Uh, he's the reason better, why. One of his, one of like, probably no. top five, top top three performances. Let's by Don Cheadle. Let's. Yo, just he was he was in and he it was ain't Meteor Man. He was one of the. He was it's one of not the number three. Absolutely. In, in Meteor right. Man. That's right. He was one of the uh, one of the members of the Golden Gang in Meteor Man. Okay. Yeah, he was like Meteor the secondary. Man. He was like the chief henchman. I think I've seen Meteor Man exactly one time, and I don't think I was concentrating. Like I was watching it passively the whole time, so I don't can't tell you any details. It's so weird. I've seen movies like that like four and five times, and I don't know why. I just I just have managed to see Meteor Man probably four or five times. Every yeah. time I the see same it way on the- TV or if it's available on a streaming service, I always watch it. Wow. And it's the same. It's the same with this movie, though, with the Karate Kid three. Like, I have a very, I have like a vague and passing recollection of maybe seeing Karate Kid two once, but I've seen Karate Kid three. This would have been times. like the fifth time I've seen yeah. it in my life. I, I and I vivid really remember complete the opposite the, uh, for me. Complete opposite for me. Bonds I seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should you should see watch Karate Kid part two. I I might actually revisit Karate Kid part one because at this point I think I've seen Karate Kid part two more more than I've seen Karate Kid part one. What I've seen a lot in Karate Kid part one is the final tournament scene. I've seen that a lot. I just like it's one of those things you happen to be flipping channels and it's at towards the end of the movie and I just stop and watch it. It's, it's always the case for me in, in that moment. Uh, another random Don Cheadle uh, uh, factoid 
is that mm-hmm. the reason why Kendrick Lamar goes by the name Kung Fu Kenny is because of Don Cheadle's role in the Rush Hour series as yes. Kenny, who knows Kung Fu. <laughs> He's like, my Don cousin Cheadle. Kenny. He also knows Kung Fu. Yep. Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle was in Rush Hour? Yeah, he was. He was the first yes. one? I think it mm-hmm. may be in two of them, the first two. No clue. He, uh, I he, he was I know part he's of the, the comic relief. Yeah, I know. I, he was one of Chris. He was one of he was one of Chris uh, Chris Tucker's buddies. And Amen. this has been Don Cheadle talk. Yeah, shout out to Don Cheadle. So that's it, y'all. Visit us on all the socials. Like I said, Violent Blue Pod on on Twitter, on on uh, Instagram, not Facebook, y'all. Uh, website is violentbluepodcast.com. Email us at violentbluepod at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think. Give us some suggestions for what to review next. Um, you know, whatever you want to drop to us. If it's nice, we might read it. You know? Only if it's it. nice. So, only if it's nice. So, alright guys. Or if you have nice things to say about Don Cheeto. Or if you have nice things to say about Don Cheeto. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright guys. Oh, That's it. See y'all. Take care, y'all.